think it's going to turn out. Let's get into our upcoming event, which is going to be a lot of fun to talk about. Here we go. All right, guys, back at it again. Jorge Masvidal, Kobe Covington are going in there. Former friends, Kobe Covington with a record of 16 and 3. Jorge Masvidal with a record of 35 and 15. Now, before I discuss any more of this, somebody tweeted out one of the craziest MMA math figures I've ever seen. So let me show you what this kid tweeted out because I had to respond that it, it never works. Don't come at me with MMA math ever because it never, never, ever works out. So he, this is what this kid says. Uh, at Bogo MMA underscore, Kobe Covington's MMA record is 16 and 3. Win percent equals 84.2%. Or a mass football's MMA record is 35 and 15. Win percentage equals 70. Jorge Masvidal would have to win 45 straight fights, making his record 80 and 15, to equal Kobe's win percentage of 84.2%. What? 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 What are you giving me a betting tip here? Like what? 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 What is that? So, how how did he take the time to sit there? And go through that. Jorge Masvidal have to take 45 straight fights, making his record 80 and 15 to equal Kobe's win percentage? Get out of my face with that. Go watch the old Kimbo fights, bro. This is an OG we're talking about here. Uh, New Jersey MMA Insight OG fan tweets, Haven't looked, but I would say fight records in the UFC is more important than overall win percentage. Example, 7-4 and four in UFC is better than 10-1 and one in Cagezilla? Some of these responses, man. From MMA Squabbler. This is going to probably be an interesting one. Jorge fans must not hear this. They will tell you he still has his plastic BMF belt while Kobe lost his interim belt a long time ago. Tito Little Bit Ortiz response. Interim titles are not real titles. They're first contender placeholders. And then, of course, my tweet. MMA math never works. Out. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm ridiculous. MMA math never works out. Not ever. Not even one time. Because if you're a big better in the sport, you know, sometimes you, you do kind of look deep into things. But, guys, in mixed martial arts, we've seen... The craziest outcomes. Look at Amanda Nunes versus Juliana Pena. Look at Holly Holm versus Ronda Rousey. I mean, there's the craziest things have happened. Look at John Bones Jones rise to becoming champion and the odds against him. The young lad. You can't rely on MMA math unless you're Dylan Dennis. Fighting people with non-winning records. So, I guess I should put that in a, our tweet of the week. I guess you should say. But let's jump back to UFC 272 here. Hopefully I got you guys still on page with me. So, there's a couple of interesting fights 
here at UFC 272, which is going to be about $80 to buy. So let's take a look at this and try to figure out if our $80 is worth this card. Are they going to really sell this for $80? I, just, I still can't get my head around it while the fighters are all complaining that they don't get paid enough. So let's see what we got here. On the main card, Kobe Covington, negative uh, 320 favorite against Jorge Masvidal, plus 250 underdog. RDA returns against Hanato Moyakano. A really interesting fight. I would love to see the old school RDA. Who remembers when RDA was on such a tear? I mean, this is right when USADA was coming around and RDA I thought was gonna be unstoppable, especially after the fight that he had with uh, Pettis, after the fight that he had with um, Cowboy. RDA looked on freaking stoppable up until Eddie Alvarez beat him and, and took the title. And even then, I mean, Eddie Alvarez played it really smart coming over from Bellator, which is another fighter we never thought from Bellator would come over like Michael Chandler and just use his wrestling. A lot of people weren't worrying about it, but use his wrestling to get that spot for the title and he beats RDA at a time where I really thought RDA was going to be unstoppable. Okay, so RDA with a record of 30-13, and 13, Hanada Moyakano 16-4. and 4. RDA with a number 6 rank, and Hanado Moyakano number 11. So this would be a huge win for Moyakano. But I don't know, because you don't know what RDA is going to show up. Does RDA in his mind believe that he's going to have another run at the title? 155 pounds he has a two inch disadvantage for reach and his opponent is great on the ground 50% win by decision for RDA and I would love to see an RDA knockout but 17% compared to 0% with Hanato Moyakano um, look, look at me looking at this math after I just over talking about how MMA math never works because you just don't know what's going to happen. But if I'm going to put my money on it, I'm taking RDA. If if Hanato Moyakano takes this W from RDA, oh man, definitely worth part of the $80. Because if you break it down, how many fights are on a main card? Let's see. One, two, three, four, five. You got five cards. Five divided into eight. You're basically paying... 15, 30. You're, you're, you're paying $15 per fight, guys. $15 per fight. All right, so that's the co-main event. Very interesting. And the odds are actually really close. A negative 165 favorite for RDA, plus 145 for Hanato Moyakano. Now, this next matchup I find really interesting. Very, very interesting, actually. We got Edson Barboza at a plus 145 going against Bryce Mitchell at a negative 165. Now, am, am I crazy right now? Or is Bryce Mitchell versus Edson Barboza seriously about to go down on a featherweight? Am I getting this mixed up? Bryce Mitchell's the favorite? Let me go to topology really quick because I, I feel like I'm messing things up now. I feel like I, I messed you guys all up. I don't know my betting that good because if you're telling me that Bryce Mitchell was a favorite, 
in this fight. I'm taking Edson Barboza. And we're going to go to the good old trusty topology here. So let's, let's check this out because I'm, I'm definitely going to take Edson Barboza, which is, which is going to make Bryce Mitchell on a, a two-fight losing streak. Let's see if this slow-ass computer will catch up with me. It's going down on the 5th. So we, we got two days starting at 6 p.m. Eastern time on a frozen topology page. All right. 13 bouts in total. Okay, so Edson Barboza. Let's click on Edson Barboza. 22 and 10 record. Coming into this fight. Let's see. Plus 130 underdog? He's a plus 130 underdog. Wow. He's also coming to us to Jiga. Uh, uh, in round three. Before that, being Shane Burgos and Maquan Americani. Before that, three straight losses. Danny Eag, Paul Felder, and Justin Geechee. Obviously, tough fights for him. A win over Dan Hooker back in 2018. Before that, two straight losses to Kevin Lee and Habib. Again, tough uh, tough fights. And before that, three straight wins. Benil Dirius, Gilbert Melendez, and Anthony Showtime Pettis. Before that, losing to Tony Ferguson, the killer, back in 2015 on the Ultimate Fighter 22 finale. That was a great finale, too. Season 22 is Conor McGregor's uh, Uriah Favor. So, wow, man. Yeah, I'm going to take Edson Barboza on that. Let's look at Bryce Mitchell. 14. And why does it say Bryce Mitchell is 14 and 0 right now? That's not, that's not right. That is definitely not right. Hold on here. Am I tripping? Am I tripping right now? Because I thought he'd be on a two-fight losing streak. Well, I guess I'm... Yeah, look. There's a loss right there to Brad Katona. Well, it was on the Ultimate Fighter. I swear that he lost to Charles Rosa. That's insane. Wow. Yeah, I guess he lost... Wow. And then, uh, yeah, TJ Brown, who also trains with Bryce Mitchell. Damn, man. I got it all messed up. Good thing I, I fact-checked for you guys. Bryce Mitchell is a favorite against Edson Jr. Barboza here. Both really close in the rankings. Bryce Mitchell at number 11. Edson at number 10. That's, that should be a really good fight. Is it worth $15? Sure. Got me there. So, so far, main event, Jorge Masvidal, Covington, $15, take it. RDA, Moicano, $15, take it. Edson Barboza, Bryce Mitchell, take my money. Alex Oliveira versus Kevin Holland. Cowboy Oliveira. Remember when he was on the rise? Remember when he, Cowboy versus Cowboy, remember back then? Who remembers back then? Kevin Holland at number 14, the Trailblazer. And Oliveira's not even ranked right now. Oliveira's last fight was a loss with a record of 22 and 11. Holland's record 21 and 7. Man, this four inch height advantage for Kevin Holland. Ooh, damn. And about a four and a half inch reach advantage as well. Kevin Holland 21 and 7. 
Alex Oliveira. I mean, Alex Oliveira can sometimes pull the hat, pull the rabbit right out of the hat. We've seen it happen a couple times before in the past. He's on a three-fight losing streak right now. So what the hell happens to him if he loses? Isn't it crazy how careers, you know, you, you look at somebody like this. We look at somebody like Cowboy Oliveira. And you don't think you would ever lose him. He had such a name going for him. He was taking fights. He was putting on amazing fights. Now he's in a situation where he's three straight losses. Three straight losses going up against Kevin Holland. Cowboy not even top 15. Kevin Holland also on a three-fight losing streak. Well, actually, I take that back. Two-fight losing streak. Uh, Topology has Fury Pro Grappling 3. A loss on there to Cody Harmar, but a loss to Marvin Vittori and a loss before that to Derek Brunson, uh, both last year in 2021. His last win coming in 2020 against Hernando Souza, Jacare Souza. Man, both these guys are really fighting for the con- well, not really. Kevin Holland on a three fight losing streak and still top 15. I mean, I guess they can just kind of switch spots, I guess, at the top 15, but man. The hell's going on at middleweight right there? Um, and then Sergey Spivak, thirteen and three, going up against Greg Hardy. That's going to be an interesting fight because Greg Hardy, man, say what you will about him. Another guy coming in here. I've discussed this before in the past, you guys, how I feel about Greg Hardy, and it's hard to forgive somebody who beat the shit out of their wife or girlfriend and gets kicked out of the NFL, but. We welcome him as a new change man in mixed martial arts where he's beating up other big-ass dudes and knocking them out. I mean, it kind of makes me feel even worse for the victim. But, you know, from interviews I've seen, he, he does seem like a, a really nice guy. You know, we, we all have a, a, a path that we're on, and we have to make the best decisions. Sometimes we don't, but it's just it's just hard, man. I mean, I've, I like rooting for him as a fighter in there. I like, you know, picking him to win some money. But unfortunately for, for Greg Hardy, he has that dark past. I've even seen interviews with James Lynch where, you know, he has to shut off the, the comments because he's, he's in fear of the backlash. So, it's, it's rough, man. Greg Hardy coming off... Two straight losses, one against Ty Tuivasa, who just had an amazing win over Derek Lewis, and uh, Marcin Tybura. Both losses via TKO. Round two against Tibera via ground and pound, and a counter hook ground and pound round one against Ty Tuivasa, man. I mean, shit ain't easy in the UFC, guys. A lot of people say it's easier to make it to the UFC than it is to make it back to the UFC. But before that, man, he he had a nice little run going here. He has he has a pretty decent record. They weren't really rushing him into the UFC, but they, they really did. I mean, as soon as I saw him take that fight against uh who was it against uh Volkov, I was like, man, they're moving him. They're moving him a little too fast. I thought they had him. Whoever was managing him had him at the right pace. I know that he learned a lot against Volkov, went to a decision, 
And that, that's going back to 2019. That's three years ago. So let's see how much he's uh, really improved as a fighter. As for his opponent here, let's see what his opponent, seven and four. I, I, let me see what the, ooh, so Greg Hardy, plus 180 slate underdog against Sergey the Polar Bear Spikov, who's 13 and three. Jeez, born 1995. Guy 6'3", fighting out of Moldova. All right, so he's coming off a loss against Tom Aspinall uh, via elbow to ground strikes in the first round. So we can look forward to a pretty exciting first round, if you ask me right there. Uh, before that, he had a three-fight win streak going for him against Olenek, Jared Vandara, and Carlos Felipe. Before that, losing to Marcin Tybura. He has a win over Taitu Avasa, a loss over Walt Harris. And before that, Jesus, look at this. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine-fight win streak before that. Getting signed to the UFC back in 2019. So they both kind of, you know, grew up together here. Obviously, the polar bear with a 13-3 record, a little bit more advanced. Um, but... Who, who would I take? Definitely worth the money. I don't know if this is on the main card still, is it? Yeah. Duh, what a great fight. Start the main card too. Take my money. Definitely worth the $80. If we're looking at this, we got Greg Hardy, Kevin Holland, Cowboy Oliveira, Bryce Mitchell, Edson Barboza, RDA, Moyacano, Kobe, and Masvidal. Now, let's talk about Kobe Masvidal for a second here. Interesting fight. Let me close the door. Nope, stay right there. All right, door is closed. Come here, Oscar. Come here, buddy. Ow. Oh. Ow. Oh, my God. That fucking hurt. What the fuck? Fuck. That just fucking hurt so bad. Oh, my God. I just banged my leg. So freaking hard. Oh, again, just, oh, you guys can't even see it, right? Right here, I got my new baby pet rat. Oh, my God. Got my new baby pet pet rat in there. Fievel. Because, unfortunately, Sirius Black uh, and Trigger sadly passed away. But I got this thing here. Uh, the dog started barking at it. Make sure the door was closed. Run back here. Right where you're... Uh, Right on the side of my knee where I had surgery on my meniscus. Or the opposite side. Just hit so freaking hard. Man, so you want to be a fighter, they say. <laughs> Alright, so an interesting matchup, right? Kobe Covington versus Jorge Masvidal. Masvidal ranked number 6. Covington at number 1. And clearly, both of these guys taking some brutal losses to the champ, Kamara Usman. Another guy, I, I really never thought Usman would, would be where he's at. This day and age may not be the most exciting fighter, people were saying. He was only coming at 30% uh, when I interviewed his brother about four or five years ago. Um, knocks out Masvidal. We had some of the most exciting main events for Kobe Covington versus Usman. I mean, that first fight, man. That first fight. That, that was like Robbie Lawler. Versus Roy McDonald. It was that intense. 
And are we going to get that out of Jorge Masvidal versus Covington? I shared the tweet. Well, I shared this on the last podcast where they're going back and forth with Stephen A. Smith. Jorge Masvidal saying Kobe Covington's got fake teeth. Bro, that is such a low blow. If if they're actually friends, you're not saying that. He's also uh, calling Kobe Covington out for being in debt to a ton of loan sharks. Kobe Covington, man. I remember interviewing this guy. He wasn't even ranked. Wasn't even, was complaining that he wasn't in the UFC video game. You guys hear it from me all the time. But what a fighter this man is. His last two losses are from Usman. But before that, check this out. Beating Woodley. Beating Lawler. Being RDA. The RDA fight, definitely thought he was going to lose. Uh, Damian Maya, definitely thought he was going to lose that. Uh, Don Hyun Kim. Uh, Brian Barberina, Max Griffin, John, uh, Jonathan Manier, and then his last loss was 2015 against Worley Alves, which clearly a tough fight. Before that, went over Mike Pyle, uh, beat Wagner Silva. Man, coming into the UFC 2014, 2014, still at the top. Let's take a look at Jorge Masvidal's career here. Man, honestly, I'm picking Kobe Covington to take this fight. Do I think it goes to decision? Maybe. I'm like 75% positive it's going to go to a decision, but I would love to see it finished fast. Finished, finished fast. All right, his last two losses also to Kamar Usman. Before that, went over Nate Diaz with the BMF title, which spoke about on the last podcast, not happy about that. Before that, that flying knee to Ben Askren. I did a live fight companion for that. That was the same night that Amanda Nunes, Holly Holm, Holly Holm. Uh, before that, went over Darren Till. Before that, lost to Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. The loss to Damian Maya, understandable. Wins over Donald Cowboy Cerrone. Went over Jake Ellenberger. And a win over Ross Pearson. Damn. Before that, lost to Lorenz Larkin and Benson Henderson. Man, this guy's been around the block. And he wasn't really getting the recognition until recently. I'm really excited for this. I think this this pay-per-view will do pretty well. If you ask me how many buys, I'm not sure. But I think it will do... Will it do better than the last pay-per-view? What was the last pay-per-view that we had? It was actually pretty freaking good. And I can't... Oh, it was uh, Francis Ngannou. Versus uh, Cyril Gain. That's right. I'm actually more excited about this. We got some great fights out of the last pay-per-view. This main card. Man. I'm excited for it. So let me let me quickly just run down what's going to be on the, uh, the prelims here. Because I'm sure there's a couple of fights on there that might be exciting. Let's see. Brian Keller here. Uh, Brian Keller... On here, going up against Umar Nurmagomedov, who's undefeated. That should be a great fight. At featherweight, Tim Elliott making his return against Tagir Ulanbekov. That sounds like it's right out of PFL. That's like a PFL fight right there. And with Tim's record, man, he's like win-loss, win-loss. Man, this is a guy who almost beat the champ, Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson. And does he 
Poor Tim Elliott, man. He did amazing on that season of Ultimate Fighter as well, but he's had one hell of a career. Stretches a long ways. Record 17-12 and some amazing fights in there too. I just, oof, that main event where he almost beat Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson multiple times. Almost tapped him out multiple times. But look at this. Look at this career. Look at this career. Making his UFC debut in 2012, guys. Obviously, getting kicked out of the UFC, making his return on the Ultimate Fighter Season 24, which was in 2016. That just made me feel old. And he was on a killing spree on there. But then he did lose to Mighty Mouse. After that, a win against Luis Samoka, a loss to Ben Wynn, a win over Mark De La Rosa, three straight losses, and... Then he beats Ryan Benoit and Jordan Espinoza, both decisions. And his last fight was a loss to Matthias Nicolou via decision. So I even tweeted at him, you know, good luck, man. I really, I'm always, always rooting for him. He's a plus 205 moderate underdog. I might put some, uh, put some money on that. But let me know what you guys think about this pay-per-view. Is it worth $80? Remember, it's $15 per fight, which it's, uh, a lot of money man and for fighters who are not getting what they want out of it either um so there you guys have it another episode of pure evil mma previewing ufc 272 God, definitely take my money for that wink wink nudge nudge my heart and everyone here listening uh, let's just have a moment of silence without some suicide boy beat in the background my apologies let's just have a moment of silence for uh, the Velasquez family. Amen. Man, I hope, I hope Kane stays strong. I hope that Kane's family uh, stays strong even though that they don't have the strongest part of their family by their side uh, sadly so guys that does it make sure to subscribe down below on itunes Stitcher, spotify if you're watching this live on youtube thank you so much because we have finally made a return to youtube and i'm, I'm proud of myself doing this in the middle of the day it's now 3 30 i think this is about uh, an hour broadcast around 15 minutes or something like that so I'm, I'm, I'm proud i promised you guys i was making my comeback 2022 is the year of pure evil because without evil there is no purity uh, also mentioned this earlier the merch store is up let me show you guys <laughs> oh my god i always mess this up somehow uh it is at pureevilmma.storeenvy.com I just designed new hats, snapback hats, can't wait to order it. And I literally just, just designed uh, today Pure Evil MMA earrings, which I can't wait to rock. Uh, one earring says pure, the other one says evil. I think that's pretty badass. I'm barely making anything off of these, unfortunately. But guys, anything helps me because I was trying to think about the best way to support the podcast. And, you know, Patreon, I don't really understand that. 
So if you guys would be able to help me out, um, I'm trying to figure out the super chat as well. Um, I really want to make this a full-time career, a full-time living off of covering mixed martial arts. Somebody's always next in line for what you want to do. All you need to do is put in the hard work. We've seen it happen before our eyes because we watch mixed martial arts. We've seen the underdogs come from behind. And right now, Pure Evil on the Maid is a huge underdog. So I want to thank everybody who's been tuning in. Um, even if you can't afford anything, just by watching the show, give me a thumbs up and uh, subscribing. Leave a review on iTunes. That really helps me, guys. Um, go to if you're on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen. And be honest. Be honest about your review, what you think about the show, what you'd like to see in the show, and how you found the show. That always helps the podcast out a lot. Well, that does it for this episode of Pure Evil MMA. And remember, without evil, there's no purity. White knuckles till the end. Behave yourselves. Yeah.